the Chinese year of the black milkshake. Go on. <laughs> <laughs> Welcome to Black Milkshake Comedy Podcast with me, Yor Makirko, and him, Ray Mack. It's Thursday, and we're back in our local juicer, James Joyce Irish Pub, Istanbul. Our sponsors for episode 43. Black Milkshake mm. Comedy Podcast, Jimmy. Comedy Podcast. Like the sound of that one. <laughs> Wait a minute. I take a sip of this and I guarantee you, pal, I'll say it properly. Wait. <laughs> Episode 43 of Black Milkshake Comedy Podcast. Now, don't forget you can catch us also, our old episodes, on whatever app you're using. You can also find some of the old episodes on that great Grow Radio UK, where you can also find hundreds of other interesting podcasts that you may never have thought about 24-7. Yes, and I do mean some very, very interesting topics in that as well. Anyway, this week's show is more crammed than a miser's wallet and its giggles galore as usual. We've got all the normal stuff. We've got Morgan Friedman reading another one of his profound poems. We've got True or False Post of the Week. We've got Lisa Morrow telling us about hammams in Turkey. And if you remember Alf Wiedersehen Pet from the television in the 1980s and 90s, we've got Oz, Dennis and Bomber rushing all over the place to get an emergency job done for an unscrupulous client. Were you a fan of uh, Alf Wiedersehen Pet, right? I was absolutely mass loved to Jimmy. Absolutely mm. serious, honest working young men. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they were. Do you know? Do you know when that came up? By the way, uh, wasn't it the eighties? Yeah, it was. But can you be more specific? More Pacific. Specific. <laughs> you can be Atlantic if you want, so long as you tell me. <laughs> uh, okay, I'd say early. 80s. All I remember was Jimmy Nail, Tim Healy, mm-hmm. British construction workers. Was it Dusseldorf, Jimmy? Yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah, it, yeah. Launched a number of careers, that. Tim Spall's career started from that, didn't it? Um, who Jimmy else? Nail also went on to be a singer. Yeah, he did. And he, he went yeah, on to lying. do it. <laughs> there ain't, there ain't <laughs> no lying. doubt. Um, She's lying. <laughs> <laughs> Well, you yeah, just have to women. you just have to Laura in uh, to get that one. Um, <laughs> I got it. Yeah, heaven is a lonely place. No, Jimmy Nail went on and did a few other things: Spender and and Crocodile Shoes. But Crocodile uh, Shoes, yeah. Yeah, I mean Tim Healy had a good career from it, but none. And so did um, Kevin Waitley, the other uh, Geordie actor. But uh, no, Jimmy. J- nobody had worked with Jimmy Nail because apparently he wasn't that different from Oz. So if he was going to be in something, he needed to write it and direct it and produce it himself. So did I Did I nail it? Was I right? Yeah, well, you didn't give the... Early uh, 80s. It was early 80s. I think, I actually heard this yesterday, I think it was October. I think okay. it's 40, 40 years old this month. Wow. Did you get that earlier? I said, did I nail it? I, I did get that, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Good lad. <laughs> I, knew, I knew you'd jimmy it in somehow. Um, but it was, yeah, four, 40 years ago. It was. I think it was October 1983. It was on a Friday night. Yeah, I used to love the uh, signature tune. Yeah. That's it I, I like the other one, because uh, they had different intro and outros, didn't they? I, I like both of the tunes, actually, but... Anyway, we'll be hearing from uh, from those boys later who are still 
on their, you know, they they were nice, weren't they? Because they did, uh, they were a good laugh, honest working men, did a building job, but they always they always won it morally, didn't they? As well, even if everything was stacked against them. So yeah. Anyway, anyway, in the meantime, um, let's go over to uh, Morgan Friedman. Um, I'm pronouncing that D there because there's been a bit of controversy this week. Uh, I Yes. Um, do you know, I, I got uh, I, I put a post on Facebook today advertising, uh, does anybody want a poem writing about by Morgan? And uh, it was pulled off. Apparently it violated um, Facebook's health and safety in the worst workplace legislation or something. It said, uh, would you like to appeal? I said, yes. And it said, why? And it gave me a list of categories. None of it was true. The only thing that was true about it was there's nothing wrong with it. I'm only asking a question. But anyway... Yeah, but just a couple of hours ago, Jimmy. Yeah, that was this afternoon. Be, no, but just a couple of hours ago, before we came into the uh, local juicer, mm-hmm. I got a ban from uh, Facebook. What did you do? I did nothing. Probably all down to you. <laughs> <laughs> I'm a good lad. Uh, Facebook's getting ridiculous these days. Absolutely ridiculous. And Instagram's just as bad. In fact, it, it might be worse. Uh, and you can't appeal against anything. You just appeal into a bot. Bollocks, Jimmy. Forget about it. Let's hear yeah. what uh, young Morgan Friedman has got to say. Yes, uh, and this is an original poem uh, requested by uh, Johnny James Young. So enjoy it. Last week, my poem about the axolotl got me in a spot of bother on Instagram as Instagram made an outrageous allegation that there were intellectual property violations. Basically, shakers, this means that they think I didn't write the poem myself, but they were so very wrong. Johnny James Young, a fine poet himself, got in touch last week through Yorma and gave me a title to build a poem around, and it was called... There's a light that never goes out. So I decided to see where I could go from there. You know, I was sitting on a double-decker bus last week, thinking some very deep things about life and stuff. And it occurred to me that the road is a mighty dangerous place to walk because you could get hit by a vehicle on your way home. I remember seeing a big truck and imagined that it ran me and my wife over and it got me thinking what a privilege it would be to die by her side and all the complications it would avoid such as getting a friend to clear my IP address and search history on the computer if I went first. Of course. Anyway, I combined all these thoughts and decided that it would be a good idea to write something that Instagram couldn't possibly accuse me of plagiarizing. So here it is. There's a light that never goes out. Take me out tonight where there's music and there's people who are young and alive. Driving in your car, I never, never want to go home because I haven't got one anymore. Take me out tonight because I want to see people and I want to see lights driving in your car. Oh, please don't drop me home because it's not my home, it's their home and I'm welcome no more. And if a double-decker bus crashes into us to die by your side, it's such a heavenly way to die. And if a ten-ton truck kills the both of us to die by your side, well, the pleasure, the privilege is mine. Take me out tonight. Take me anywhere. 
I don't care. I don't care. I don't care. And in the darkened underpass, I thought, Oh God, my chance has come at last. But then a strange fear gripped me, and I just couldn't ask. And if a double-decker bus crashes into us, to die by your side is such a heavenly way to die. And if a ten-ton truck kills the both of us, to die by your side, well, the pleasure, the privilege is mine. Oh, there is a light that never goes out. 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 <laughs> last week, last week, Jimmy, thanks a lot for the axolotl. <laughs> no end to his good skills. With another beauty there, Jimmy. And mm. James... Johnny James Young from Scotland has also got some very good writing skills. Fair play to him. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, there, there we go. That was a nice point, that. It reminded me of something, but I, I couldn't quite put my finger on, um, on what it was, right? Yeah, I was just on uh, Messenger uh, a couple of weeks ago uh, chatting away to uh, Johnny James Young from Scotland, and he was telling me, Good skills, lads. He says, I listened to a few episodes. He says, I mean, I've been meaning to uh, do a little bit of a binge and listen to a lot more and give uh, a five-star uh, rating on Spotify and a weak comment. So I'm looking forward to that. Yeah, good great. Skills, yeah. Johnny. Yeah, yeah, thanks very much. Hope you enjoyed your poem. Yeah, good skills. Celebrity. True or false, Jimmy? True enough. True enough. Okay, Jimster. Most famous Irish music manager, TV personality, X Factor UK, Ireland's <laughs> Got Talent, Louis Walsh, <laughs> boss of Boyzone and Westlife Girls Aloud, and Jedward. Louis Walsh, Jimmy, rose to fame as a manager of Johnny Logan, who he discovered <laughs> while working in the UK. True or feckin' false? Oh, I was just going to say, Louis Walsh hasn't been mentioned on this show for about 15 episodes, I wouldn't say. Um, God, he used to get a lot of mentions, didn't he? Johnny Logan, he keeps coming back to haunt me. Um, if you're a new listener to this, I think it was in our third episode, Ray asked me a, uh, a question about Johnny Logan, and I had never, ever ever heard of him and I've still only heard of him and that he pops up in these questions and I googled him on Wikipedia um, I wouldn't know what he looks like or what he sounds like <laughs> um, so Louis Walsh Louis Walsh Louis Walsh managed Johnny Logan I'm trying yeah. to think uh, what age would Johnny Logan be I'd say be around the same age or a little bit older I don't know it's hard to know older or younger Mm. Maybe younger, younger, I'd say. Go on, just tell me, true or false. Good. I, I, I do notoriously badly with Johnny Logan questions. Um, plucking it out of the hat, I'm going to say... True. 
You're bollocks. You probably Googled it. Well. <laughs> I did not. <laughs> <laughs> he managed Johnny Logan. Did he, did he really? Uh, yeah, he did. He managed Lo- Logan. Uh, then went on to win the Eurovision in 1980. He discovered Logan uh, when he was working in uh, the UK. He did, by the way. All right. Okay. And he talked all Johnny into entering the Eurovision contest. And Johnny ended up having a number one in 11 countries. Hmm. No. bit before Louis. my time. Yeah, not Johnny, but Louis. Because enough of Johnny. Mm. <laughs> he was born and bred in a wee town called Kilchama in Mayo. Mm-hmm. I think it's often referred to as a one-horse town. Mm-hmm. You know that reference? Yeah, of course I do. They use it in America. Um... Actually, I believe that's where the Irish word culchy for someone from the country comes from, culchimach. There you go. You learn something new every day. Mm. Now, wait for it, Jimmy. And a proud moment it was. Louis went on to be Mayo's, a lot of people don't know this, he went on to be Mayo's Man of the Year in 2009. Right. He did? So he did. (laughs) To be sure. To be sure. He came, Jimmy from a family of eight siblings but our 11 siblings plus me that's 12 we outbet him mayo great booming baby factories jimmy loves mm-hmm. making big hairy babies <laughs> 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 they love the old jiggy jiggy in mayo. yeah i think pat mustard must have been a regular uh, visitor <laughs> in the in the milk ordering community in mayo mustn't he I bet he does. <laughs> He's worth a whopping 150 million plus, give or take a few bob here and there, Jimmy. Mm-hmm. Wow. And yeah, and he was managing his first band, Jimmy, at the age of 15. While many of, while many at our age, Jimmy, mm-hmm. were mitching off school and probably getting away with all sorts of micmac, paddywhack, tomfoolery shenanigans. Mm. Wow. 15, And with all the acts he managed, he has had 28 number ones, which I couldn't give a bollocks about. Because mm-hmm. most, <laughs> most of them are crap anyway, aren't they? Uh, exactly. His full name, <laughs> his full name, Jimmy, is Michael Louis Vincent Walsh. And no one really knows that. Why he opted to change it, nobody really knows. For example, I have a three-barrel name, Jimmy. Raymond Anthony Joseph, better known. Mm-hmm. I didn't opt for Raymond Anthony Joseph. I stuck with Ray. But <laughs> I have a three-barrel name, Raymond Anthony Joseph. Do you have a three-barrel name, Jimmy? No. No. <laughs> <laughs> well, aren't you the bollocks? <laughs> it's, too, it's too complicated to pronounce. <laughs> anyway, fair play to you, Jimmy. You did very very well. One out of one. Oh, not too Congratulations. bad there. Yeah, yeah, it's amazing though, you know, him selling, uh, you know, being a band manager at 15. Uh, I think you're right. A lot of people didn't have a clue what they wanted to do. Did they at that yeah, age? Yes, you would swear that myself and yourself really knows Johnny Logan and <laughs> very, very well. Mm-hmm. Well, I do. He's my old boss. <laughs> He's my old boss in Break for the Border. I'm very uh, proud of that. And he, a very nice bloke. I have nothing bad to say about him. He was a, a, gentleman. L- a lot of people do, though. 
Yeah, yeah. I didn't agree with lots of his, uh, especially on the X Factor. I didn't agree with a lot. Mm. Blah blah blah. We'll talk uh, about that. I don't know. Mm-hmm. Well, anyway, um, in our intro, we we mentioned our feeders and pets, and at, at times like this, you know, it's winter's coming. We've got two wars raging in nearby countries to where we are, so. I got in touch with Declan and Mowgli at Hackett Technologies the other day, and they found us a bit of audio that they said to cheer us up. So, Cross yeah? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Not Hackett. too far from Kilchamar. No, not too far off at all. And, uh, you know, they, they just said they thought it'd be good for our show just to show that it's not always the bad guys who win. Excuse me, gentlemen. My name is Mr. Smith. Look, why don't we use real names here? I'm Dennis, this is Oz, and this is Bomber. So you are Vladimir. Hell's bollocks. I'm from Russia. Oh, fine by me. As long as you are not from Sunderland. So, Mr. Putin. Shh. Don't reveal my true identity in one of your mainstream Western pubs. So, what made a man of your stature be doing talking to a gang of honest working men from Newcastle? I have a delicate matter that requires your expertise. I need armored toilet. Can withstand an assassination attempt and a rather unique medical complaint where I aerially bombard the bowl with unfeasibly large dog's eggs from my rectal canal. Dennis! Oh, bollocks! Hey, we can do it, bonnie lad. Right, bomber's primed and ready to go. Oh, double bollocks. There you go, Mr. Putin. One armored toilet, bomb proof and drone proof. Very impressive, Dennis. Spasiba. I will only pay you half of what we agreed. We agreed on a fair price. My friend, this is how business works in Russia. Shut your mouth, twat! Osman, shut up! Why don't you just pay Dennis what he's owed because he's finished for the day? If you'll dick with me, I will eat your liver. Is that with or without the father beans? <laughs> you will regret this act of NATO aggression. Englishman, I will have black eye. It'll wear off in time. <laughs> well, Mr. Putin, let me tell you something. If you didn't pay what we agree on, I'll make sure everyone in this tune knows about your special military operation and what you're really doing in yeah. Ukraine. I have state control media. My people are my dogs. They will never believe this. And I'll tell them about your embarrassing ass you problem. there. <laughs> I try me. I'm just an ordinary working bloke, but I've got the power of the people on my side. Fine, Dennis. You win. I'll pay the agreed amount. Oh, thank God for that. Now remember, Putin, even in the toughest negotiations, honesty and fairness win the day. Especially with canny working men like us. Why, I? Bollocks. Double bollocks. Double bollocks. 
Yeah. Putting it lightly, Jimster. <laughs> Is that with or without flava beans? I'm roaring. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, oh, I, lo- I love Dawes. I love Dawes. Yeah, I could never really fully see the point of Bomber. He didn't really do a great deal. It, w- it was the Geordie lads, really, who were the, the stars of... Well, actually, Kevin Waitley wasn't. He was a bit boring, wasn't he? But Oz, I think, was the was the legend. And poor old Wayne as well, before he died as well. But uh, I love that. Shut it, twat! <laughs> <laughs> anyway, and... <laughs> It's that time of the month uh, where our resident travel writer, Lisa Morrow, comes to talk about um, some of the things about Turkey that you may well not know. So look forward to this. This is a nice clip. Inside Out in Istanbul with Lisa Morrow. Hi, Shakers. In this month's snippet from my life in Turkey, I'm getting down and dirty, well, actually clean, and sharing my experiences at the Hammam. Now, I know many of you have been to Hammam in Marmaris and Kalkan and had a grand time, but I can tell you those white fluffy tail spa places are a far removed from the real thing, especially Hammam in provincial centres like Kayseri, in the Anatolian heartland where I lived for two years when I worked as an English teacher at a government university. Once a month I'd go with two colleagues, a tall blonde haired American and a petite woman from Japan. The central room was always full little girls screaming as loudly as they could when their mums showered them in soapy water while hanging onto the soggy white underpants of their smaller brothers to stop them wandering too far. Oftentimes a huge family group set up camp on a large octagonal shaped piece of marble set under the main dome. Some wore bikinis and others just in knickers, but a few of the teenage girls wore knee-length slips. All of them were drenched in water and sweat, so their attempts at modesty were betrayed by the very visible contours of their bodies. Now, for the guys listening, best drop those fantasies featuring beautiful women with knockout bodies seen through an erotic heat haze. Most Kaiseri women were short and squat and often less than five feet tall. One of them, a little bird-like old woman with tiny stick insect legs and a huge belly on which lay her wizened breasts, was busy scrubbing her legs and feet, spreading her toes wide and carefully getting between them. She was wearing bright red underpants, but as she pulled them halfway down her thighs so she could scrub her upper legs more easily, Unless you looked at her front on, the view was, shall we say, very natural. In the next alcove along, there was a woman, quite naked, sitting with her back to the rest of the room, shaving her pubic area. I looked away, anxious not to be caught spying on her and saw, directly opposite me, another woman, this time wearing no underpants, just a scarf folded into a triangle and tied behind her. The triangle didn't quite cover her and I was surprised to see she had pubic hair. Before I could decide where to look next, the women nearest me started to ask questions. The usual, did I like turkey and Turkish food? Followed by, was I married? Did I have children? Then they turned to grill my American friend Susan. She didn't speak Turkish, so Yuki, our Japanese friend, and I translated. Before they could ask how many children she was planning to have, Yuki gave her own biography. The women said something to her in Turkish and they all laughed. Yuki turned and told me, I didn't have to tell them I don't have children. The aunt just told me she can tell from... Find out how the women knew my friend didn't have children in my memoir, Istanbul Dreams, Waiting for the Chills to Bloom. Available online or direct for me in Istanbul. See you next month. Our Lisa Morrow, Jimmy, scrubbing off the stress and laughing it away. (laughs) Seriously, seriously, ladies, for a bubbly (laughs) scrub, away the grime harder 
one should be shaven, Jimmy. Be shaven. And it's not Fanny. Don't enter the hammam, a Turkish bath, with a beaver, Jimster. Is that right? Why? Well, you should shave it. Why? I don't why, under- why I don't. Not? I don't understand the point. Why would you want to do that? I don't understand the point of it. It's painful and makes you look like a child. <laughs> Go away from me. <laughs> People have asked me, do you wear a bra to a hammam? No. All the ones I, I don't know, Ray, do you? <laughs> all the ones I went to. I removed my bra, Jimmy. Oh, I should do I kept so. on my Mrs. O'Leary knickers. <laughs> <laughs> no, oh, Jimmy, seriously. There's always... <laughs> they're going to be either removed by an oldish lady mm. or soaping wet and loose that they're practically fall off Jimmy (laughs) but they usually give you disposable ones along with some rubber sandals it's fairly slippy Jimmy is that right (laughs) I'm serious it's great crack I absolutely love it Jimmy come for the bubbles Uh Uh I've been been to a hammam but nobody made me um, chop the undergrowth off Um, do we have any idea why uh, it'd be great if anybody could tell us but why Muslims do that Cleansiness, isn't it? It's not cleanliness. How is it cleanliness? The armpits are shaved as well. Yeah, but that's a new invention as well. Nobody ever used to do that until uh, in the West, until Gillette realized they could double the profits by telling women that armpits were dirty. If they didn't <laughs> shave them, that's serious, that. No, nobody had ever considered, no women had ever considered shaving in the West until Gillette started to realize that they weren't making enough money from men. It's pure marketing. Yeah, and seriously, <coughs> most of the Turkish baths and hammams in Istanbul consist uh, of separate sections for men and women. Mm-hmm. However, there are some Turkish baths that are suitable for couples, and I've attended a few with my better half mm-hmm. in some lush hotels. Lush, lush hotels, or plush. Ah, lush. <laughs> <laughs> um, so, do, do the men have to uh, get it all off as well? No, you have a very uh, light, flimsy kind of a towel around you. And you have your jocks on, but they they give you disposable jocks. Right. They they literally fall off halfway through with all the scrubbing. Oh, I thought you meant the the pubes fell off. Ah, that pubes fell off, they bollocks. (laughs) Everybody's saying, you you go in there and you go in clean. Mm -hmm. You go in with a big, hairy, whatever you call it. Well, I, I like to think I'm fairly clean myself, actually. <laughs> no, but seriously, anybody coming to uh, Turkey on holidays, I recommend a Turkish bath, hammam, definitely. Mm-hmm. But if you're going to a uh, resort like Kushidasi, Bodrum, Antalya, Fethiye, seriously, though, uh, do it on the first or second day, because if you've got a lovely color, they're going to scrub that right off three or four days down the line. Yeah. That's how thorough it is, yeah. Oh, so wow. make sure you have your uh, Turkish bath the first or second day into your holiday, if it's a two-week holiday. Oh, well, there's something for you. There you go. Yeah. All right, Ray, shall we do post of the week? Black Milkshake, best post of the week. Yeah, Jimmy. Post of the week, uh, props to Richard uh, White from Luton in England, Jimmy. Mm -hmm. Hello, Richard. 
Bobby goes to pick up his date, Peggy Sue. Bobby's a pretty hip fly guy with his own car and a ducktail hairdo. When he goes to the front door, Peggy Sue's father answers and invites him in. Peggy Sue is not ready yet, so why don't you have a seat, sit down and relax yourself like a good little boy? That's cool, says Bobby. Peggy Sue's father asks Bobby what they're planning to do. Bobby replies politely, they will probably just go to the malt shop or to a drive-in movie. Peggy Sue's father responds, why don't you kids go out and screw? I hear all of the kids are doing it. Naturally, this comes quite as a surprise to Bobby. And he says, what? Yeah, says Peggy Sue's father. Peggy Sue really likes to screw. She will screw all night if we let her. <laughs> Bobby's eyes light up and smiles from ear to ear, Jimmy. Immediately, he has revised the plans for the evening. A few minutes later, Peggy Sue comes down the stairs in her little poodle skirt and her saddle shoes and announces that she's ready to rock and roll, almost breathless. With anticipation, Bobby escorts his date out the front door while Dad is saying, Have a super fabulous evening, kids, with a wink for our hero, Bobby. About 20 minutes later, a thoroughly rumpled, disarranged Peggy Sue rushes back into the house, slams the door behind her and screams at her father. For feck's sake, Daddy! The twist! The twist! It's called the twist! <laughs> <laughs> you can be absolutely feckin' sure our Bobby was well, well disappointed. <laughs> he didn't get his rocks off, Jimmy, to the pretty, 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 pretty Peggy Sue. Peggy Sue. <laughs> you oh, like you nice like it, one. Jimmy? <laughs> nice one. <laughs> well, that's all, folks. Um, next week, we've got uh, Loud Grossman back looking through the arsehole in a celebrity's house. And uh, Morgan will be back, of course, with more of his lyrical beauty. And Hansi may be back, too, if we can track him down from his travels in South Africa. Say again? And Hansi might be back if we can track him down from his travels in South Africa. He's on holiday at the moment. And next week, or so, or I think it could be the week after, we've got a special guest. A young 17-year-old guy from Ballina, County Mayo, Ireland, Jimmy, Michael Maloney. Mm -hmm. yeah. Now, let me tell you quickly, Jimmy, seriously. Uh, Michael will support... Robert Grace at the Academy in Dublin next week, the 26th. And a few days after that, he will release his new single, Jimmy. It's called Can't Dance. And actually, we're going to have that in Istanbul, and we will be playing it on our show soonish, Jimmy. Mm -hmm. If we don't have the interview on next week, we'll play a single next week. Yeah, and Michael is musician, singer, songwriter, Jimmy. He also played recently, last month, at Electric Picnic. Mm -hmm. And he began his music journey 2020 with a dazzling performance on the Late Late Show. It was a Christmas special. And yep. he shared the show with the brilliant, talented Dermot Kennedy. Michael's beautiful voice after that show and emotional delivery left people spellbound. Yeah. Cementing his position as one of the most promising acts 
to come out from Ireland's rich musical heritage. And he's going to be right here, Jimmy, on the Black Milkshake. Yeah, he was. I, I was just trying to uh, to get a word in edgeways then in your pre-prepared statement and, and just say <laughs> that you, you might want to uh, just tell listeners who are not in Ireland what Electric Picnic and the Late Late Show is. The Late Late Show is the uh, same as like the late show in in uh, america that big one don't ask me the name of it, you know i'm not good with american shows it's also it's called the, the late late show it's called the late late show and i can't remember the name of the guy can you remember him? no i can't but i think uh, no the the late late show in ireland i think it's the longest running chat is it not the longest running chat show in the world or something like originally that? gabe Byrne, yeah 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 i mean it's been on for donkey's years hasn't it and uh, mm. electric picnic you know more about that than i do yeah, well, Electric Picnic would be the same as that uh, Glastonbury, similar to the yeah. Glastonbury. So we're, we're talking a very big event. This guy is really, really good, and he's a really nice guy as well. Uh, so we're, we're looking forward to getting him on and, uh, and chatting. I think that would be great. Yeah, looking forward to that very, very much. Thanks a lot for your support, Shakers. If you listen on Apple, we'd love a five-star review. But if you don't have Apple, just please share this link on social media or tell a friend about why they should listen. Yeah, there are thousands and thousands of lads banter podcasts out there, but we're the only one out there that does what we do. So please remember, we can only turn out this highly unique content with your support. So basically... Uh, spread the word, if you will be so kind. Exactly, Jimster. Please get those poetry requests in also, please. Maybe a lost in translation story? Yes, please. Special thanks to Morgan Freeman, Declan and Mowgli at Hackett Technologies in Cross Malina, Jimmy Nail, the late, great Pat Roach, Lisa Morrow, Joe Fagan, James Joyce Irish Pop, Grow Radio UK, Eamon and McAndrew, that's Black Milkshake Podcast. Two honest podcasters doing it just for the shakers, Jimster. Mm-hmm. Just for the shakes and giggles. Good. Good skills. Black Milkshake Comedy Podcast was presented by Ray Mack and Yormer Kierko and was produced by James Kirk. No animals or copyright were violated during the making of this podcast. Black Milkshake 2023.